This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from the Fly Fishing Show in Somerset, New Jersey, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snow. Tom Rosenbauer with us, uh, basically the face of Orvis right now, and he does a podcast that hopefully all of you listen to. Tom, how long have you been doing the podcast with Orvis? I think a couple years, Rob. And it sounds very clean and professional. You used to be in the janitor's closet with like blankets on the wall? Well, it wasn't in the janitor's closet. That's a joke, but it was in almost a closet with blankets on the wall, and now it's in a, it's in a real room, um, but it's uh, not very fancy. The equipment's pretty good. It sounds phenomenal, and it's, uh, I think, the most downloaded fly fishing podcast out there. It pops up first. Yeah, I think so, based on the iTunes things. We, I think we, uh, we're over we're all a million and a half downloads at some point uh, recently. So, yeah, it's been real satisfying. Have you had a favorite episode so far or a guest you've talked with, favorite fly box questions, anything that really just stands out? I know there's been a lot of them. Let me think. They're all fun, you know. They're all fun, and the cool thing is, is we get all our all our ideas from the uh, the listeners. So, you, know, you never know what's going to pop up for a question the next week. Uh, I can't think of one. They're all fun. Putting you on the spot here. Uh, did you take that picture of the guy sawing that bonefish in half? I did. I took the picture of the guy sawing the bonefish in half. It was um, it was uh, Dr. Dave Phillip, 
who is a, um, a fish biologist. He's uh, not only a bonefish biologist, but he's a, a largemouth bass and smallmouth bass biologist. Works with the uh, works in uh, a university in Indiana. I can't remember the name. And works with uh, Queen's University Biological Station in Ontario. And we were down bone fishing uh, with a with a group. Uh, it was a seminar with Bonefish Tarpon Trust, and we had a bonefish that got eaten by a shark cut in half by a shark and uh, Dave wanted to remove the otoliths to get those to bonefish tarpon trust because the otolith or ear bone is the only way to really positively tell how old a fish is um, you can't tell by scales so he was showing us how you get the otolith and how you cut the fish open he was getting real bloody so he took his shirt off and I said Dave why don't you give me this crazed wild eyed look and he did it and uh I was not expecting that man to have that background. We'll definitely put that picture up with uh, Orr's permission. Um, any uh, new products for 2012 that you're really enjoying so far? Any of the new reels, the new lines with textures, and you got the, the printing of the weights and everything on them? Yeah, the new lines are great. Um, having the line IDs on them is so great. One of the things we found recently when doing some testing on our Instron machine is that the loops that we're doing ourselves in our rod shop the front front end loops are incredibly strong they're so much stronger than last year's loops they're stronger than any of the competitive lines for testing and we're going to actually test them against a, a well-tied nail knot to see if they're even stronger than a nail knot and i'll know that in a couple of weeks and how are the streams recovering after irene it's been five months now things does it look like the fish are still going to be around for the, the spring the um, the streams in the valleys held up really well. The Battenkill and Meadowee and all the lower elevation streams have good floodplains, good riparian zones. They left their banks and then came back in and everything was fine. Uh, even the structures we put in for brown trout on the Battenkill held. The woody debris structures held. Uh, the mountain streams are another story. that We have a lot of beautiful um, wild brook brown and rainbow trout streams in the mountains. And they were just ravaged. Um, boulders the size of houses um, trees uprooted and um, unfortunately the state of Vermont didn't learn anything since the all the channelization in the 1970s and we had bulldozers in the rivers um, long after the emergency measures were over and it's a real travesty there's the small stream fishing is going to take a long time to recover in in lots of streams and that's unfortunate any words of wisdom for our listeners besides download your podcast and by Helios. I love my Helios 8-weight switch. That thing goes everywhere with me. One thing, one thing I'd like to uh, add on products is that we've got a new rod called the Clearwater Rod. These rods are incredible. They're 195 bucks for the trout models, 225 for the saltwater, and they're some of the best rods I ever fished. So, you know, people think fly fishing is expensive and it's going to take... $1,000 to get into it, you really ought to look at those rods because they're superb. The 8-weight Clearwater is actually my favorite 8-weight right now. I love it. I absolutely love it. I got to play with the new reel to match that the other day at the Bethesda store. That's got some stopping power to it. It's a $79 reel. It's strong. Yeah, it's a pretty good outfit. I, I fished that reel and rod for a week at, for snook and redfish in the Everglades and was totally happy with both the rod and reel. The whole outfit was under 300 bucks. so pretty cool words of wisdom words of wisdom um don't get discouraged you won't catch fish every day 
Just keep trying. It's only fishing. Don't let it get you frustrated. You'll have those you'll have those great days if you do it enough, and if you don't, you'll appreciate the good days better. You know, I'm sorry, I, I don't listen to the Fly Fishing Con- Consultant podcast. I will now, but I don't even listen to my own podcast. The last thing I want to do is listen to those. So I'm not a big podcast listener myself. <laughs> I, I like to listen to music in the car usually and, and uh, not podcasts, uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to download some of yours and listen to them next time I have a long trip. Excellent. The newer ones sound better with Jason producing the new microphone. New microphones are a big help. Yeah. I know what it what a new microphone can do for you. <laughs> All right, Tom, thank you so much. Okay, Rob, thank you. We got Trent here. We're going to do an update on Peanut the Cat. Uh, last I heard was a CNN um, news brief that a, a flight had been delayed, either taking off or landing uh, due to a sighting of a cat. Now, we're not 100% sure it's Peanut, but uh, with this type of news, all we can do is hope for the best and continue the search. What if Peanut now has, like, a mate or a comrade out there? Um, you know, all the better. Uh, we've been we've been trying to reunite Peanut with uh, the proper owner, and if there's grandchildren now, the more the merrier. We were out on the boat not too long ago, one of the actually nice times on the boat, and we, we found a new area that might be an uh, addition to where Peanut the cat could live. You want to talk about that area? I think it was along the runway. There's long beaches. I'll tell you what, a lot of forage along the, uh, the tarmac over there, and if she actually uh, made it over to that area... Could be, could be living well right now is an area that I didn't originally look at for the um, survivability of cats in the area. You ever seen the movie Up? I have not. So you, then if I say, have you seen the man here who looks like the old man from Up, you wouldn't be able to reference that? <laughs> no, I would not. I'll show you a picture on my phone. Sounds good. How's the show going for you so far? It's good. I'm about to go to get the uh, chicken tenders. They're first rate. That's my answer. I was asking people earlier how the chicken fingers were. So, and any preferred dipping sauces I should get? Ranch, always. Tell your stupid ranch tooth to shut up. <laughs> That's actually my wife's friend. He's in that commercial from Wendy's. He's at the poker table, and you just hear ranch. Ranch. And then, but then they turn the camera, and there's an actual, like, tooth sitting playing poker. And he says, tell your stupid ranch tooth to shut up. That's my wife's friend. He was in uh, Bridesmaids. He gave out the puppy. Sorry if that's a spoiler if you've never seen Bridesmaids. He was in Bridesmaids. At the door. All right, that's Trent Jones, FFF certified casting instructor extraordinaire. So we got Tom Baltz from Angling Adventures in uh, Bowling Springs, Pennsylvania. Tom, do you want to talk about the fly fishing in Pennsylvania and some of the flies you're tying today? Well, I've just been tying some little crane flies, uh, but uh, doing some parachutes and, and a few caddis flies. Uh, Right now, we probably have midges and blue-wing olives on as much as anything. There's, but they've been coming off on the Latourette and on the breaches and on Falling Spring and on Big Spring. All the streams basically have, have some little olives and uh, uh, always midges in the winter. Water's high on the breaches, so you're probably real high right now after all the rain yesterday. So you're mostly fishing nymphs and things, I think, are the, the hot ticket. But as the water drops a little bit, the fish will start to peck away at the little olives and, uh, and the other small stuff. And as we go into spring, we'll start seeing more caddis flies. And by mid late March, we'll start seeing Hendrickson's and big caddis flies. And we'll be into it then. How's the show going for you so far this weekend? Show. It's been a great show. Uh, here we are on Saturday. Pretty nice average Saturday crowd. Yesterday was the busiest single day I've ever seen here. 
I've been doing this show for, I don't know, at least 15 years. And I know other guys that tie here that have been doing it that long or longer. I haven't heard anybody disagree with that statement yet. It was packed yesterday. Too crowded. <laughs> no complaints there. All right, and where can we find you on the Internet? Uh, my email address is B-A-L-T-Z-T-E at AOL.com. I don't have a website. Well, they can find you through the Orvis endorsed guides on the Orvis.com. Yeah, I'm on the Orvis website. I'll be listed in there. If you click on uh, fishing and uh, fishing guides and whatever, the, the trip parts of their website, you'll see an outline of the United States, and you can click on whatever state, and the uh, endorsed guides for that area will, will come up, and then you can get on websites or email them or whatever. There's links right there. So that's a good way to do it, too. Thank you very much. Not to be confused with John Adams. This is the president of NVATU, Jay Lovering. How's the fly fishing show going for you? It's outstanding. It's always the best one on the eastern coast. Have you had the chicken fingers here for lunch yet? No, I haven't. I might hit that up today. Uh, so what's uh, the northern Virginia chapter doing these days? What's our, our big uh, conservation project? Well, the, the biggest one, we're, we're teaming up with uh, National, and we're doing something up on Mossy Creek right now. We're back at Mossy Creek. And uh, to get to find out what we're doing, go on our website, nvatu.org, and that'll keep you up to date on everything we're doing. We can put some benches in, maybe for in the shade, oh. besides the stream, stream improvement? Oh, yeah. Well, we, we have to have new ladders going over the fencing. We have to have some new benches. We were talking about that uh, a month ago, setting that up, working with the Massanutten chapter. So we could coordinate all that with them. And then National is coming up, and they're doing something really great on, on where, where Mossy goes into, I think it was the North River. Or North River. In their North River. We're doing, we're, they're thinking about doing something there. There's also a dam they want to take out that we're working with. So just on that alone, plus where you have the Conowago up at Gettysburg, which we've been partnering with them for since the middle 80s. And... Uh, we have what's so nice about that is they put trophy fish in there they stock it themselves they put trophy fish in there and for the first two months of the season when pennsylvania opens up that's the place to go easy fishing uh lots of room to cast and some really pretty fish you got a favorite item to order at the vienna inn the favorite food item at the vienna inn oh oh the chili dog and say no more chili dogs with onions and mustard and the the dogs are cooked in beer that's right and then and then you have to have your ice cold beer with it they got good beer and there's no tab you just go to the register and you tell them what you order and they bring you out it's the best dive ever burns down a lot but it's great yeah every time we have our meeting at the uh firehouse in vienna right after the meeting we go right to the vienna inn the chili dogs just just tell them just order yeah. We have to get those chicken fingers here. I'm getting hungry now. All right, Jay, thanks for uh, talking with us. Thank you so much. All right, we got the Tro brothers here from Mossy Creek Fly Shop. Let's talk about your fly shop. You fish 10 car rods up in the park, yeah, right? And on, the and on the Spring Creeks. Let's talk about Mossy Creek itself and where we can find you guys on the web. You can find us on the web. Just do a Google search for Mossy Creek. We'll come up. Uh, MossyCreekFlyFishing.com. We're located in the Shenandoah Valley Shops in Harrisonburg. Um, our trout water, 
uh, 15 minutes to 45 minutes away from the shop. Very accessible from the interstate. Warm water fishing, uh, smallmouth bass, carp, muskie, uh, tinkar stuff in the mountains on the spring creeks. Bit swims, we're after it. Are we going to get rain this year at the Virginia Festival? I hope not. <laughs> we got six inches last year. Talk about the actual Mossy Creek. It's, you know, the, the Blue Ribbon Stream in Virginia, Brown Trout, Spring Creek. Uh, Mossy's about eight miles long, start to finish. Uh, headwaters up in Mount Solon. A couple big springs feed it along the way until it dumps into uh, North River. Um, there's a four-mile stretch that's open to the public, fly fishing only, catch and release only. Um, Department of Game manages it cooperatively with Trout Unlimited and the landowners. Um, brown trout stocked as subcatchables and fingerlings. Uh, there's some natural reproduction in the creek. Mostly big browns. Um, there are some rainbows and some uh, brook trout occasionally caught. And if we're making that drive out from D.C., other than Arby's, where should we hit up to eat as a local? You got a favorite spot? Oh, yes. You need to go to Jack Brown's downtown. The best burger in Virginia, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, they have over 100 beers. Um, they're right in downtown Harrisonburg. Uh, a couple other nice restaurants in town. If you need a breakfast sandwich, go to Mr. J's. Or if you ever head out to Beaver Creek, another Spring Creek, to get your permit at the Autobahn store, get yourself a big otter sandwich. I'm getting hungry. Favorite rod and reel outfit to fish Mossy? Ooh. All right. Well, I got to go I gotta go two ways because I fish Mossy with streamers. You know, love streamer fishing. It's got to be, you know, six-weight Helios. Um, regular floating line, fluorocarbon leader, 0X for streamers. I have an 8-foot, one-weight Orvis TLS that I love fishing beetles and ants and stuff on in the summer when the water's clear. So you gotta, you got to have, have two rods. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the Crelex fly that we all seem to hear about? Crelex, uh, responsible for 90% of my big trout that weren't caught on dry flies, like big hoppers and stuff. Um, I fished it from Wyoming to the East Coast. I've caught probably my biggest fish on it almost everywhere I've been. Um, we sold thousands last year. Tommy Mattioli hand ties are the best. The Crelex is, is popular. We ship them all over the country now. Um, guys in Alaska, guys in California, just about anywhere <clears throat> there's big trout, uh, the Crelex is going. Um, we sold so much Krennic the last couple of years, the company contacted us and was like, why are you buying so much of this stuff? We showed them the fly, and they actually put my fly tying video on their website to show people how to tie it because it's gotten so popular. Um, <clears throat> we get emails every week from people that call us, write us. They've found the fly somehow. They bought a, a couple from us, and they started catching big fish, and they buy them by the truckload. You got any for sale today? <clears throat> We've got a lot for sale today. Uh, people are coming over. They're very curious. They're poking around. They're looking at it. We show them some pictures of fish. We tell them how we fish it and where, where to fish it, and they grab them, and... Next week, we're going to be sold out again. I'm, I'm going to pick some up now. I'm going to introduce those to Colorado in a couple of weeks. So uh, thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. We're here with Steve Monahan of Temple Fork Outfitters, and he thinks he has nothing to say. <laughs> That's it. Thanks, Steve, for the interview.
We have Scott here from Corker's Footwear, and I'm now converted to the Corker's Chrome. So let's talk about what makes your shoes novel, unique, and I've already pretty much sold them on my podcast and blog, so let's have you guys talk about them for once. Well, in general, what makes all of our wading boots unique is the Omnitrax interchangeable sole system, which allows the user to actually change the soles of the wading boots from one to six different options, whether that be just sticky rubber or felt or studded felt, studded rubber, we have a lot of different options that suit different river conditions. So uh, instead of needing multiple boots, we have one boot that can have multiple soles and adjust to those conditions. Let's talk about the BOA system. Is BOA an acronym for anything? Uh, no, BOA is uh, just the name of the, the lacing system. That's uh, part of the lacing system that we build into a couple of our boot styles. Um, it's a, essentially a dial system where you can ratchet that closed and uh, open it up really quick. Easy in and out, good secure fit, nice and snug. And uh, old guys and young guys alike like it. The old guys love it because it's uh, quick, easy in and out. Young guys recognize it from uh, snowboard industry, kind of where it was born many years ago. And it's a system that works really well in and out of the water. So you're not dealing with wet laces or frozen laces. Yeah, it's really easy. And I, I mentioned earlier, we were talking off microphone that these drain really fast. I could put my boat in and then jump back in my car and drive off, and my driver's front seat's not full of water. How do they drain so well? Yeah, so one of the things that we actually wanted to accomplish when we updated the latest generation of our Omnitrax interchangeable sole system was to build drainage into that system, basically into the sole of the boot. So uh, normally in any wading boot, you have drainage holes or drainage materials that are built into the upper part and that's where the water is going to drain out. Uh, we still have that built into our boots but the majority of the drainage is actually taking place through the bottom, through the sole of the boot and then purging out each one of the six attachment points where the sole attaches into the, the midsole of the boot. So basically you're draining from the lowest possible point and getting rid of all water that goes inside uh, the boot. Like you said, when you get out get out of your boat or get out of the water. If you actually look down, you can see the water squirting out of each one of those ports. It's a great system. You're mentioning interchangeable soles. Do you want to talk about svelte? And that was pronounced svelte properly. Yes, that's correct. That's svelte. Uh, we have done a lot of experimentation with uh, felt alternatives and basically soles that are going to provide outstanding grip but not necessarily absorb all the bugs and water and invasive species that a traditional felt sole would absorb. So one of the ones that we actually came out with in a limited run last year was our Svelte, the first edition of that, has outstanding grip, um, grips equally if not better than felt in a lot of conditions. Uh, one of the things that we wanted to improve upon from that first generation uh, was the durability and longevity of the, the material itself. So. Uh, we've been in the lab and working on basically the second generation of Svelte, and uh, we should see that coming out this spring, probably sometime in April. Where can we find you guys online? You can find us at uh, corkers.com, and there's a lot of information there. You can look at all of our products, see videos, how the interchangeable soul system works. You can search for our dealers, find where you can get it in stores, everything you need to know. Thank you. Thanks for uh, keeping me safe on the water. Indeed. Thanks for wearing corkers. Ready to go? All right, we're here with Daniel Gallardo from Tencara, USA. Daniel, tell us about your product. And how do we pronounce your last name, and where are you from? Sure. Uh, last name is Gallardo. I'm uh, originally from Brazil. I live in California right now. 
Uh, I got a Spanish last name with a Portuguese spelling, so it's kind of confusing to people. Uh, and I'm the founder of Tenkara USA, the first person, the first company to introduce the Japanese method of fly fishing outside of Japan. And the Japanese method of fly fishing, as you know, is that mountain stream type of fishing where you only use a rod, line, and fly, just the basic components of fly fishing. And very simple, you know, easy way to get people into the sport, and also a really easy way to just enjoy the activity of fly fishing, which is a very simple activity anyways. Can you tell us about the rod, how it telescopes out and it's just one little handle that you walk around with and they can extend it? Sure. Uh, yeah, a lot of people think when I'm coming out of the stream at the end of the day that I have a broken rod in my hand. Uh, the concept of a telescopic rod is nothing new. Uh, it's a matter of fact, it's used all over the world, really. Uh, where I grew up in Brazil, I was using telescopic rods as a kid. Um, you know, in Japan, they use, like, they have... 12, 15 different types of telescopic rods that are specifically used for different types of fishing. So Tenkara rods are telescopic, line attaches to the tip of the rod, but the main difference between Tenkara rods and other telescopic rods is that they're made for casting. So it's a type of fly fishing. You have to be casting all day long. You don't want to be too tired. So you have to have a rod that is designed to cast a light line and to be comfortable with your hands. Uh, that's what they are. Is there an ideal client like mountain streams versus open waters, lakes, ponds? What is this rod ideal for? Who would you sort of suggest this rod be purchased by? You know, it's really ideal for mountain streams. That's, uh, that's where you see the biggest advantage of the rods. You know, using a long rod, your line is entirely off the water. There's no drag whatsoever. You know, you're not trying to punch 100 feet of cast as you would in a lake maybe. Um, that's where you can see the biggest advantage. You know, fish, you're not targeting big steelhead. You're targeting mountain trout, and that's ideal for, for it. Um, but a lot of people do use it for panfish, you know, in lakes, uh, out of flow tubes, and people do all kinds of things with it. Uh, you know, I always like to say there's Tenkara the tool, where you can use the simplicity of it, just the rod, line, and fly. And then there's Tenkara the method, where there's a whole techniques about it, you know, where it's ideal for you know, where the techniques developed, which was in the mountain streams of Japan. Um, but again, it can be used for just about anything I've seen so far. And where can we find you on the Internet? I know you're on some of the social forums like LinkedIn. You're on Twitter. Where can our listeners find you? Yeah, well, our main web presence is uh, TenkaraUSA.com, uh, T-E-N-K-A-R-A. You can always look up Japanese fly fishing, and we're going to be the first ones on Google there. Uh, and we are definitely on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, we try to keep you know in touch with our clients, develop a passionate community. We got a good forum, um, so we're we're easy to find. I think. Excellent. I've got Barry and Kathy Beck at the Somerset Fly Fishing Show. You guys want to say hello? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. So you guys are about to go over the uh, signing booth. What are you going to be signing? Well, Tosh Brown has his new book out, The Blitz, and all of the authors that contributed photographs to the book are going to meet over there for a book signing. Just a book promotional thing. You guys just walking around taking pictures right now? Uh, just shooting some stuff for the show producer for his website. It's a great show. Lots and lots of people here. I missed you guys by an afternoon at the uh, Bob Marriott show, or I guess store he had a little gathering in November. You guys were down there. Yeah, he used to do that every year, and he took a year off, and he's, he was back with it this year. It was, um, it was a lot of fun, a lot of vendors, a lot of people out talking about fly fishing, and it's always fun to go to California in November when you're from Pennsylvania. 
especially when there's an In-N-Out burger nearby. Any uh, photography, maybe hint, words of wisdom for people? Keep shooting, don't get discouraged. I always tell people if rejection bothers you, don't try it. Yeah, absolutely, just get out there and, and take photographs. All right, well, thanks so much for joining with us today. Thank thanks for having us. Bye-bye. All right, we are here with Mike Heck, Falling Springs, Pennsylvania. Mike, how's the show going for you so far? Show's going very well. Friday was a very busy crowd, as you can see here today. Uh, Saturday's looking uh, very busy. Uh, people are awesome, a lot of questions, teaching them tie a lot of different flies uh, this weekend. And, you know, looking forward to the rest of the day and Sunday. And apparently some guys buying a lot of shrimp patterns from you. Yes, uh, my uh, shrimp pattern I developed, a simple shrimp, has been a uh, pretty popular uh, fly at the show this year. Uh, Ed Shanks White Minnow uh, has been another one people's been wanting to see, how you uh, trim it down from a big ball of fluff to uh, making it look like a minnow pattern. And how's Fallen Springs been fishing for you? It's been kind of a dry winter. Uh, Fallen Springs has been fishing very well. Uh, it's been unseasonably warm this uh, winter. We actually have uh, hatches of blue-wing olives, little stones coming off now, uh, rising fish, uh, and plenty of opportunities for anglers to uh, get a couple of trout out there in the wintertime. And if you've got one good story so far, I know there's a lot of characters walking around today. Anything good? We saw a guy who was a dead ringer, a doppelganger for the old man from Up. Have you seen anything? There's one guy dressed in, like, full-on cowboy garb. I, I haven't seen that, but uh, we had we had an odd one yesterday. A gentleman was asking for uh, those uh, iridescent eyes, and he wanted to use them. We thought for strike indicators. Uh, he thought he could see them. Uh, we found out from uh, Brad Buzzy up here. The guy came up asking for him, and he actually wanted to put him on his vehicle so he knew when his car was in park or reverse. <laughs> <laughs> That's a a unique one. Um, And let's see. You got a favorite rod or outfit someone should be fishing when they're on Fallen Springs? I have uh, now fallen in love with the uh, Orvis uh, touch rods. I uh, absolutely love the uh, six-and-a-half three-weight. It casts casts well. It lays the uh, dry flies in particular nice and soft. So it's it's one one of my favorites. I love my Henry's fork that they used to make. What's your favorite uh, weights of fish? What's your favorite way to rod the fish? Uh, weight, weights uh, kind of depend. This time of year, well, if it actually gets cold and icy, I love maybe some uh, way forward fours, even a five, so it helps with the icing guides. You don't have to always uh, uh, keep your guides cleaned uh, quite often. Uh, come summertime, I drop those weights back to uh, threes and twos. You got a favorite Harrison Ford movie? Uh, I like the Patriot, and you can't get wrong with the uh, uh, Lost Ark movies. Proper answer. Well, how can uh, our listeners find you on the Internet? Uh, you can find uh, Mike Heck's track guides at uh, fallingsprings.com uh, or any uh, Orvis uh, e-newsletter. E- and Mike is an Orvis-endorsed guide? Yes. All right. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Enjoy the day. We have Kiki Galvin. She wears many hats in the fly fishing world. She runs Misguided out of Falls Church, Virginia. She works with Casting for Recovery and Project Healing Waters. Kiki, let's talk fly fishing. Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't know. Where do you want to start? Standing at the Chota booth right now. 
Excellent. Well, I can't wear any of their products only because I have very small feet. But anyway, you know, my, my, journey, my journey with fishing started when I was five years old. I've been fishing for 55 years now, so I have a lot of experience. Uh, misguided, you know, I tell people don't be misled when you can be misguided. And I just think it's important to take my love for fly fishing and share it with others. And that really is what led me to work with and volunteer for Casting for Recovery, you know, for 10 years now, and also uh, Project Healing Waters. You know, it's an honor and a privilege to work with both those organizations. And it, it just, again, it allows me to share my passion with others and just continue the, you know, and also conservation-wise, you, you just got to really help, uh, you know, individuals understand how important it is to take care and be good steward, you know, stewards of all of our water and our resources. Because if our kids don't do it and we don't pass that, you know, information onto them, you know, the resources that we grew up fishing in, we won't have them. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And you're a big fan of the gunpowder in Maryland. Tell us about the gunpowder river. Gun. Well, I'll tell you, being a guide, um, it's a great resource. It's a tailwater, so you can literally fish it all year. What I like about it is it's got lots of different access points. So for, you know, if you take a wide range of individuals and, and um, you know, skill levels, you can find a place on the gunpowder for them to not only learn more, you know, improve their skills, but catch lots of fish. Um, I like it because it also has a fly shop there as well. So it's a great, and it's a great place to teach. It's one of my favorite. Favorite Harrison Ford movie? Harrison Ford movie? Oh, gosh. Oh, what is it? What was I don't even know. What was what was that one he he did? Should I start from uh, Apocalypse Now to to Star Wars to Indiana Jones? Favorite Harrison Ford movie, Molly Simpkins go. Hi. Hi. Mary, favorite favorite Jim Carrey movie? Uh Liar Liar. Yeah, Liar Liar was My cousin was in that. Really? Yeah. Um, he's in all of those movies. Uh, Tom Shadyak, the producer, grew up with my cousin. So, all right. Anything else you want to say, ladies? Words of wisdom? Well, no, no, no. As I said, you know, my tagline is "Don't be misled when you can be misguided." So, how can we find misguided on the interwebs? Just www.misguidedflyfishing.net. .net. It's a fishing pun. M I S S. M S. Kiss more fish. Kiss more fish. Not gizzard shad, though. They're nasty. All right. Thank you. We are with Bo Beasley of Eastern Fly Fishing Magazine, Fly Fishing the Mid-Atlantic, and purveyor of the Virginia Fly Fishing Festival. Bo, tell us how the uh, weekend's going for you so far. Well, I've had a great time. Uh, the Somerset Show here in New Jersey's had a, a great turnout. I've really enjoyed being here and uh, glad to have the opportunity to lecture and to explain people about uh, the offerings of Eastern fly fishing. Tell us about the book that you came out with last year. Uh, my latest book is Fly Fishing the Mid-Atlantic. It covers seven states, New Jersey to North Carolina, and it's kind of a how-to, where-to as far as location goes. Uh, it covers 45 locations, um, Freshwater, warm water, cold water, salt water, a little bit of everything, whether it's steelhead fishing in Pennsylvania, fishing for shad on the Rappahannock in Virginia, or chasing brook trout in the mountains of uh, North Carolina. So a little bit of everything, kind of a roundabout if you want to go fishing for false albacore in uh, Harker's Island or stripers in uh, Sandy Hook. It's just I wanted to create a book that somebody in the Mid-Atlantic 
could easily drive to. Uh, one of the biggest complaints I hear from anglers is they read articles and they dream about going to trips that they can't afford to go to. Not everybody can go to Montana or Idaho or Alaska, but if you live in the Mid-Atlantic, you can spend a couple of hours in the car and either be going after native brook trout or being out in salt water. So that, that's why I did it, because I wanted the average guy to have an opportunity to just drive to locations near his or her home and get out on the water. Yeah, it's a total DIY book. It tells you where to go, what to use. I like the fact that it's got pictures of red drum within like a couple hours drive from my house. I really thought I could you know, catch drum without having to go down to the, the gulf or something like that. Yeah, most people are really surprised. They, they don't know oftentimes... Uh, like Maryland, for example, people will be driving down Interstate 70, be driving right by Beaver Creek and have no idea that they have access to great brown trout water. Or speaking of Maryland, you know, just outside of Baltimore and be able to go to Gunpowder uh, Falls. They, they don't know. They have any idea. And sometimes uh, you don't know what you don't know. So the idea is just to make places available. Uh, the book comes with 45 full-color maps and tells people where to park, where the catch-and-release section areas might be, or maybe some private water that uh, that they they can get access to for paying a fee. The other thing that I like about the book is I went out of my way to make sure I told people the fly shops in the area, the guides in the area that service the river, and places that they can stay and take their families. So if they have a bad weather event, they still have something else to do. So, And, you know, my, my shtick about history, I'm always interested in history. So I try to give people a little history of uh, the fishery that they're going to. How about the Virginia Fly Fishing Festival? When's that going to be this year? Where's it going to be in? What have we got lined up? Well, we've, this is going to be our 12th year. I'm pretty excited about it. It's uh, going to be held April 21st and 22nd, again, outside in Constitution Park in Waynesboro. Uh, our, we have a full host of headline speakers sponsored by Temple Fork Outfitters. Lefty Cray will be there, Ed Javorowski, Bob Clouser, uh, my good friend King Montgomery, Wanda and Gary Taylor, Eric and Tracy Stoop. Stroop will be there from Pennsylvania. And we're really excited. We have uh, people that are going to be lecturing on the Holston River out of Tennessee. We have people that will be talking about trout fishing in Pennsylvania. So just because it's the Virginia Fly Fishing Festival, I think people sometimes think that connotes that it's only Virginia. That's just because that's where the location is. But we have all kinds of classes that people can take. Uh, admission fee is $20. If you have children that are 16 or under, they get in for free. We have... Uh, 10 wineries that are participating this year. So once you pay your $20 to get in, you go to any lecture you want to, you go to any casting class that's open to the public that you want to, and you get to sample wines at 10 wineries and listen to bluegrass music. So it's not not a bad way to kill the day for 20 bucks. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to get my documents faxed to you tomorrow. So, And this year we're going to get out and finally fish. We didn't get a chance to do it last year. I think that's a great idea. I'd love to go fishing with you there in Reston. Um, uh, that area that, that I used to work, you know, at Fire Station 25 in Reston, so I'm familiar with those lakes. So I'd love to have the opportunity to do that. Uh, people that want to get more information about the festival and something that they might be interested in, in seeing or a particular speaker can go to www.vaflyfishingfestival.org, and they can get all the information that they need there. Oh, thanks for joining us, and we'll do a more in-depth podcast on uh, Jackson River when we get around to it hopefully soon. Some big issues going on down there. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Rob. I appreciate that being on the show. Thanks.
We've got Martin from the Flyman Fishing Company. He's got some fish skull products and some sculpted heads. We're going to talk to him. And um, I think just from the sound of him, he may be from New Jersey, possibly? <laughs> no, not a chance. Uh, we're actually based in Charlotte, North Carolina. But uh, my funny accent comes from South Africa. That's where I was originally from, but um, been in the States about seven years. And uh, now based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Cannot get good biltong here, can you? We can't. Actually, you can. There's a South, Af- South African shop about a mile from my house, and uh, there's some excellent biltong. Road trip. All right, let's talk about uh, the new product this year is the Sculpin Heads. That's right. Yeah, we got the, uh, the we actually call them the Sculpin Helmets, and uh, they're a new style of fish skull. Um, basically, it's the same concept. It's a weighted head in the shape of a sculpin or a goby or any uh, species of fish that's typically um, flat, uh, dwells on the bottom of the river. Um, it's the same sort of concept as a fish skull where you uh, tie your, your fly first and then you fit the skull last from the front of the, of the fly. Um, but what's different is we've made it, uh, we made it a lot heavier it's designed to fish hook up right on the bottom of the, the river where sculpins and gobies and, and even baby catfish live. You've also got the tandem fly rigs now that you've got on the market? Yeah, we, uh, we actually call them the uh, articulated shank. And uh, what it is is it's actually a, um, a way to simplify the tying of articulated flies. You know, articulated flies have become really popular in the last few years. And um, we've figured out, figured out that uh, a simpler way to tie them. And essentially, it's a hook shank with a loop on the back. So instead of having to, you know, take a hook and cut off the bend of the hook and build a mono loop and add beads and, and various techniques people have used in the past, we've simply got a hook shank with a loop on the back, and you would simply hook your trailer hook on the back. Um, and, and, and it's a very effective articulated fly that you can create using that that method um it's also a very good alternative to using a, a waddington shank if you're tying um uh, intruder style steelhead and salmon flies uh so there's, there's a number of different uses people have have, have come up with the, you know for, for the product excellent and where can we find you guys on the internet well we're on uh, if you go to flymenfishingcompany.org it's f-l-y-m-e-n fishingcompany.org um, we're a great website uh, but you'll also find our products are sold uh, through many of the uh, major uh, fly shops um, in your area have you ever seen the movie Lethal Weapon 2 I have can you give us a quote from that of diplomatic immunity it's uh, diplomatic immunity that is awesome Martin thank you so much thanks Rob thanks very much <laughs> talking with Captain Paul Dixon of Fly Fishing Montauk and Rise Fishing Rod Company. Let's talk about the rods first. Sure. Uh, the rods, We uh, this is our second year in business. Uh, we're sort of a new company, but uh, we're trying to get a fabulous rod at a great price point. And so uh, we've got three different levels. You've got the level series, you've got the in-stream series, and you've got the SFX series, and they all are different price points, any ranging from $100 up to $300. And uh, they're just a you know really nice. To, each one has different action and everything else, but we're trying to get a great buy, a great reasonable rod to the masses. 
I just noticed the level big game has a grip that I don't think I've seen before. You want to talk about that? Yeah, this is, uh, we came up with this grip so that uh, in sweaty hand conditions, these are in the big game series, 11 and 12 weights, and basically what we did is we put in the neoprene feeling uh, cork, which gives you a less sweaty uh, palm and so forth. So it's much easier to grip when you're fishing, let's say, in tropical species like tarpon or anything else in your grip. It also adds a cushioning effect to pushing the rod harder and uh, it's more conforms to your hand. So just a, a great idea. We're getting a lot of great feedback from it. The uh, customer is really loving the, uh, the idea of it. Uh, and the guides that we've tested it with down south in hot conditions love the thing because the rod, the cork does not slip in your hand. So it's fun stuff. And you guys give back to charity every year, 20%? We give 20% back. We sponsored this year a, uh, a fishing for kids at a camp that they do uh, out west and donated all the rods to that camp. There was 300 uh, of our Green Series rods donated. Uh, but we try to give back to it. We feel that it, between the conservation and getting uh, kids involved in the sport is really important for the future. So uh, we've made a real dedication to, you know, to giving something back to the community. These rods come with extra tips, is that correct? They do. They come with guarantees and extra tips. We feel that the tip is the uh, first thing that gets broken, whether it be a fan, a uh, you know, a car door, a window, or whatever. And so, uh, so we always include the tip. That way, it doesn't even have to be sent back. The tip is made, and it comes with the tip, and it uh, makes for you know easy return. After that, if it breaks any place else, uh, we do have a program. The rod is guaranteed. Where can we find Rise Rods on the Internet and on Twitter, I believe, because you guys have been tweeting all week about this show. We have been. Uh, you can find us at risefishing.com and uh, Facebook. You can push our like on Facebook. And, uh, and Steve and Amanda are Twitter king and queen. Let's talk about fishing in Montauk. How's that fishing been going? It's, uh, this year was a fabulous season. Uh, I'll start from the beginning in June for the flats fishing and everything else. It started a little late this year, and but it went very late. So it didn't start till about third week in May, and this is sight fishing for stripers, but it went till August, which is very unusual. Usually it starts in April and it's done by mid-July. So a very unusual year. It started late, ended late. The fishing in Montauk with the blitzes was probably as good as you'll ever see. Uh, it started early, and it sort of ended early. It didn't go as uh, third week in October. A big storm came in, and, uh, and that pretty much wiped it out. But uh, after that, we'd never had a herring run, and it was over with. But it started in August. Uh, major blitzes, lots of albacore this year, uh, lots of big fish. Uh, bass blitzes were as good as it can get, and, uh, and the weather was very cooperative. So until the end. And then it wasn't so good. Where can we find your Montauk website? Uh, flyfishingmontauk.com or Captain Paul Dixon at mac.com. Awesome. Paul, thank you for uh, taking the time out. All right. Thanks, Rob, and thanks, you guys. All right, we've got the guys from Stealth Boats out of Baldwin, Michigan here. We've got Scott and Mike. Mike. Um, so I've basically got total boat envy with this thing. 
my boat compared to this is just a total piece of crap. From what I can see, we've got, uh, you can make three types of boats, jet sleds, road drift boats. It's got bottle openers, rod holders, two pulpits, dry hatches, headlights, cub holders everywhere. Basically, it's the most pimped out drift boat I've ever seen. So let's talk about the boat. Yeah, uh, it's a 16-foot Superfly model that uh, Mike makes, and uh, we uh, kind of collaborated on it. And Derek DeYoung's artwork's down the side, and uh, it's all, uh, it's pimped out, man. It's, it floats like a ice cube. <laughs> it's slick. What's the uh, construction made out of? Uh, the construction is made out of a, um, a core, polypropylene core that we fiberglass on both sides. Pretty simple in the higher tech market. Um, we also have tons of models. If you go on our website, we have, you know, every... This is kind of the Mad Max edition of our boats for the show, but we make simple boats, too. So, so yeah, flats boats, jet boats, all that stuff. Any target clients like steelhead, salmon, trout, carp, bass? Try to address every market. We have a flats boat for the Keys that you can also row. It has a jet motor on it. Um, we have the only drift boat that, that gets on plane. We have a power drifter. Um, you'll, you'll see we have a lot of cool uh, engineering going on. How are the headlights powered? And you've got a lit-up trout underneath one of the little gunnels. How's that done? Mike's got all the light lighting is all LED lit, so it's real low voltage pull on it. And uh, you, you can run the power winch and the lights, you know, pretty much for at least a day on the road, you know, a good, good day on the river without any, any noticeable light loss car battery uh it's a what a 12 the deep cycle deep cycle battery um it's got a converter where you can just you actually don't have to pull the battery out, you just plug it right in just extension cord so you're not yeah so uh yeah very cool any uh any highlights of the show any interesting characters stop by any interesting outfits maybe the guy in the, the cowboy in the poncho haven't seen him. Guy uh, was trying to buy my boat the other day, so he was he was hardcore. He was even nice about it, but yeah, he was like, "What do you want? What's your price?" And I'm like, "My daughter's." Yeah. So, this, yeah. so you didn't want to have to drive this one back to Michigan. Well, he didn't want to. He's like, "If we if we unload, I'll build you a new one." I'm like, uh, yeah." But yeah, he was he was hardcore about it. But it's it's a great show. We do we do the De- uh, the Detroit show, and and uh, this is a this has been a great a great show to be at. And so you took some time off yesterday to get some ink done on your arms. You want to talk about that? I did. Uh, yeah, my uh, I got two kids and uh, wanted to get something a little bit uh, Alaskan-esque, I guess. And so my wife and I drew up uh, some art and uh, put my kids' names in the in the salmon, kind of a salmon, uh, not tribal, but kind of a Alaskan art style. And uh, went up and I met uh, Eric Hornig on uh, Facebook a couple years ago. He's a tattoo guy, um, and uh, ended up uh, hooking up with him and. Timing worked out well, and, and he's a fly fisherman, so I wanted to, you know, if I'm going to get inked, I want to get inked by somebody who kind of gets it. And uh, did great work, sat there for seven hours and talked fly fishing and everything else and kind of hung out. So he'll be at the show today, too. So We were talking about some spots to eat up in Michigan. Any place you recommend for someone going out fishing near you guys? I'd, I'd say Barsky's up in Baldwin's actually some good food. So he lives there, so he can tell you. If you're up in Baldwin, come fish the Pier Marquette. Well, if you're up in Michigan, you should come fish the Pier Marquette. Right at my house, the first brown trout in the country was planted. So there's a nice little memorial thing and stuff. Am I allowed up there, even though my wife is an Ohio State alumni? Oh, yeah. My wife, I live with an Ohio State fan. So, yeah, she's all about it. Yeah. You can come and fish. All 
I didn't know about college football. My school had like 2,100 people. We had a synchronized swimming team. <laughs> so, uh, favorite Harrison Ford movie? Go. I have, uh, gosh, uh, Fugitive. Crosby Bean from Hardy Grays. His favorite was Sabrina. <laughs> Sabrina. That's a good one. I didn't know he was in that one. <laughs> so uh, where can we find you guys on the interwebs? Uh, stealthcraftboats.com is a website. Uh, Mike's got a bunch of photographs. Uh, we've got a bunch of trim line models that he does. It does custom boat work. He does refinishing, you know, new bottoms on existing boats, whether it's a hide or a clacker, but you should get into a stealth anyway. But, uh, yeah, stealthcraftboats.com. Any social media sites? Uh, he's got uh, Facebook, just stealthcraftboats.com. Uh, not, not any Twitter, but just Facebook and, and the website. So, uh, yeah, uh, fishingporn.com if you get really bored. Uh, fishingporn.com. Um, and uh, we've got some good stuff going on there, too. Just a uh, bunch of guys and girls, like, naked fish. So Right on. Any uh, highlights you like Somerset so far? It's cool, man. I, you know, it's funny. I've, I've never been to New Jersey, and I think a lot of people have a mentality of New Jersey, and this is a, has a 180'd my opinion. It's, it's a beautiful area and friendly people. And, uh, I mean, the drive up to Andover yesterday was, uh, it was beautiful. So I thought they at least have, like, Snooki here doing some casting demos in the pool. <laughs> I, did, I did drive by Bruce Springsteen's place, I guess. So Situation's coming today. Right on. All right, thanks, guys. Hey, cool. So we're with Great Feathers out of Northern Maryland. We'll tell you uh, more specifically with Rob and Dave here. Hi, I'm Rob Lepsick at Great Feathers Fly Shop, and the shop is located in northern Baltimore County, steps from the Gunpowder River. We offer everything you need for fly tying, for fly fishing. We specialize in soft hackle materials for old English-style wet flies, and we sell Hardy and Gray's gear. We sell Orvis stuff. We sell Reddington, sell Temple Forks. And, you know, just come on by and say hi and talk about fishing. Dave, what's the fishery like up there? It's great fishing. It's, uh, it's a nice tailwater right below Pretty Boy Reservoir. Um, lots of natural reproducing brown trout. Uh, a few rainbows, a few brookies, lots of feeder creeks. Really good fishing. Someone I recently caught a walleye just below the dam, but it appears that it spilled over during high water with a bunch of carp and smallmouth. Uh, still predominantly a brown trout fishery the water stays a little bit too cold for any warm water fish um there's still there's a couple walleye in the reservoir but nobody really fishes for them it's not a target species i've heard some stretches they want to get rid of the tubers because they're littering and make it sort of like fly fishing only or fishing stretches is that hearsay the tubers have a lot of pull the tubing lobbyists maybe well we're working with a couple other guys to tone down the tubing. Uh, we're not necessarily against tubing. Um, you got to have the bikini hatch. Yeah, you got to have the bikini hatch. I mean, it's you got to keep yourself entertained when you're on the river if the fishing's not get, not that great. But they are, they're loud. They leave beer cans all over the place. You know, there's been some instances of some breaking and entering along the river with, you know, tubers need, need to go to the bathroom. They're drunk. They don't realize what they're doing. They break into someone's house. That's how I uh, actually broke up with the last girl before I Married my wife and met her. There's a girl from Manhattan, and we were tubing on the James, and she didn't, she couldn't pee in the river. And she's like, "Where's the bathroom?" I'm like, "You're in it." And she's like, "I'm done. I'm done with you." So, yeah, she she refused to get email too. This is before cell phones, so the phone bills were huge. It was kind of a good thing. That is. She made me some. She baked cookies for me once. They're so bad. Like oatmeal raisin, like 
something she shoveled off the sidewalks on 183rd and Lexington? I don't know. Oh, man. Uh, any highlights of the uh, Somerset show so far? Well, we've been busy, very, very busy. Been selling a lot of uh, soft tackle and spider material. Um, a lot of rare stuff that we get from England, you know, from Cook's Hill and Vineyard. Um, good English partridge, some red grouse. Uh, a lot of lot of partridge hooks. We've been working. We've been working with the guys from Partridge directly. You know, selling their new uh, classic spider hooks, and we've sold it. We sold out of them in two days, and they're out of them. And we're not going to be able to get any more for another two weeks, unfortunately. But we will have more. You can find them on our website at www.greatfeathers.com. We have a whole e-commerce website on there. You can find anything you want. And if you can't find it on there, give us a call and we'll find it. Have you ever seen the movie Up? I have. Did you see this guy today who looked like the old man from Up? Let's see if that picture will open. Oh, my God. He does look just like him. He literally looks just like him. Got the glasses and everything. <laughs> you got a favorite place to eat when someone's on the gunpowder? Favorite place to eat along the gunpowder, I would say... The Filling Station, it's a nice little coffee shop with some good sandwiches right down the street from Great Feathers. And then there's a place called Supernatural, which does all local and, uh, you know, not really, you know, organic or vegetarian kind of stuff, but just local good food. And uh, they're right probably a mile from the gunpowder. They're pretty close in the town of Hereford. What's your favorite Harrison Ford movie? Most people have said Six Days, Seven Nights. Harrison Ford, Star Wars. Fugitive. I'd say, st- mo- the, I mean, you can't beat the Millennium Falcon. Come on. That's a good one. Fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy. It is. It really is. Em- uh, episode uh, four, five, or six. I- I'm partial to Empire Strikes Back. I was gonna, I was, I was, I was gonna say either that or the what's it, the Jedi Returns? Or is that it? Return of the Jedi. I'm using my Jedi, yeah. Jedi mind trick on you. You can't see that right now. Jawas are like gizzard shad. They're just filthy creatures. <laughs> they, they really are. They are. They're the gizzard shad of uh, outer space. <laughs> gizzard shad. I would rather catch one of those than a gizzard shad. You might take your Android phone, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us, and thanks for the uh, time materials. No problem. It was great meeting you. Thanks, Rob. Okay, we've got Brooke from anglingbookstore.com. We're going to talk about some fly fishing books and maybe some Crested Butte talk. Hey, how's it going? We are out of uh, Crested Butte, Colorado, and travel around with the fly fishing shows to all the seven locations this year. We're at the Somerset Show right now, and it's been busy the entire time. So are the e-readers killing books, or fly fishermen still buying them? I think fly fishermen are still buying books, and they're still buying a lot of DVDs. Um, It's a pretty well-read and educated community, so we've got that going for us, and I think that a lot of them are more how-to and non-fiction books, so they want to be able to um, have them out on their fly-tying table. It's going to be more hands-on reading than just, say, like a like a liter- you know, a piece of literature. Any best-selling books or DVDs this year? Who best-selling book here at the show? Probably George Daniels' Dynamic Nymphing just came out, and George Daniel has kind of a, been on the rise for a long time, and it's, it's, it was high time for him to put out a book. Who would win in a cage match, you or an intern from Amazon.com? Oh, definitely me. Excellent. I'm a mountain girl. And uh, favorite place to eat in Crusty Butte? We're fans of the Secret Stash. Ooh, love the stash. Really like the Ginger Cafe, but I probably eat at Tiakali Tamale more than anywhere else. They closed the one near us in Herndon, Virginia. We actually had one in Northern Virginia. Really? They closed it. 
I'm sorry about that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. My brother lives down the street, so we used to go there all the time. Awesome. Yeah, and um, so the more books you sell, the less you got to lug around to the next show? Yes, I will be working some squats this evening as we pack up, and that will be my workout for the day. But we're hoping to have sh smaller stacks by the end of the day. So. Any first aid tips for paper cuts from books? Vaseline. Vaseline. <laughs> um, favorite place to fish out near the Crested Butte? Ah, private waters. No, um, out by Cement Creek where we live. It's about three miles from our house, and it's a nice little brook stream. Nice. I've only fished the tailor up at the top in the winter. Fantastic. Yeah, it was fun up there. My buddy dropped an entire fly box with like a thousand flies in it. That Big Plano one. There. Yeah, he didn't put his name on it, so Not someone got smart. a. a Somebody was very happy. Yeah. Uh -huh. any, see, any last questions? Uh, favorite Harrison Ford movie? I guess I'd have to go with Indiana Jones because it's the first thing that comes to mind. Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Oh, I don't care. Don't really know the difference between any of them. You can't watch The Crystal Skull. That doesn't even count. Okay. And um, one more time, the uh, website? www.theanglingbookstore.com. Brooke, thanks for joining us. You're the last podcast. i got to go home now. Back to Virginia. Best of luck. Thank you. I'm with a man now who needs no introduction. We have Dave Whitlock. Hello, how you doing? Doing great. Dave, you want to talk about how the show's going for you this year? I'm really Snow White. My last name is really Snow White. Oh, that, I bet you've taken some heat over that. It never ends. Regardless of Snow White or otherwise. How you doing? Good. So um, it seems that you really take the time out to sign everything and, and make all the effort when you're signing things and just... just in books and in prints, I think that really means a lot to people that you're one guy who really takes the time. Um, how do you feel about, you know, just taking the extra minute out to help people? Well, you know, um, it's a way I can give everybody, a, a, you know, a, a little favor. And I consider everybody walks by here my friend. And I would not, I would never do anything less for a friend than give them a few, you know, a few minutes of my time. And, and they appreciate it, and uh, so I, and I, I like doing it. And it's fun, and if nothing else, it keeps me uh, in in shape to draw and, and write. Have you had any memorable moments from this show so far? Have what? Any memorable moments at the show? Yeah, this year. Oh yeah, well, just a lot of wonderful people coming by and 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 telling me how I had affected you know you know their uh, their fun and their fly fishing life and stuff, and and uh, it's just a you know, it's, it's a real love happening around here with all with all these good fly fishermen. How's uh, how's the fishing been back home in Oklahoma? Well, it's, of course, it's winter there right now. We have most of the cool and warm water fish there, and so it's a little slow. Uh, crappie and, and stripers uh, are usually probably the easiest to fish to catch right now. But I also have a nice rainbow trout spring creek that runs through my uh, yard that, that I developed when I moved there. If you ever want to live on a golf course, we can trade houses. I live on golf, and I don't golf. You live now what? I didn't quite... On a golf course. Yeah. It does me no good. I'd rather live on water. Well, yeah, but you do if you live on a golf course, though. You have good water hazards there, don't you? They smell like sewage, though. Well, they usually have... I mean, most water hazards usually have uh, some bass or sunfish or something. So I used to fish them a lot, sneaking on a golf course and catch them, but... Uh, any words of encouragement or words of wisdom for our listeners? Well, I personally think that if you get involved in this sport on whatever level that's comfortable to you, financially and time-wise and what have you, 
uh, it's something that will reward you the rest of your life because you never really get too old to enjoy fly fishing and fly tying. And it puts you in contact with some of the nicest places on earth, but also certainly it puts you in association with a lot of very, very special people that make your life better too. And I think that's why I've lived 77 years as I've, I have uh, used uh, this sport you know, to keep my vitality and health and enthusiasm uh, for a lot of years. I think it's also great that your wife works with you. And you get to hang out with her, and, and she's part of the business and family name. Emily, has, she and I have been together for 22 years, and the best thing that ever happened to me in life with her because we are, we are fishing buddies. She'll watch football with me you know we'll run and hike and bike together and swim together and uh, we work together and it's just you know it's just been an, an absolute wonderful blessing to have a, a lady like that in my life any hints you'd give my wife for having to live with the fly fishermen well the main thing is that it, they get them interested in her and the way you do that is to is to get them in to have someone else introduce them to fly fishing rather than yourself and, uh, and don't be too demanding on how they do. But most women that I've found who say, well, I don't fly fish or I'm not interested in it, they'll come sometimes with their husbands for lessons and we'll just kind of twist their arm to, and they'll, they fall in love with it simply because we, we give them the understanding that they have to have to fall in love with it and, and to catch fish without hurting them and to, and to have fun tying flies and studying nature and everything. There's very few women who don't like the outdoors and very few women who don't do really well in fly fishing because it's a gentle sport. You know, it doesn't require a lot of violence, doesn't require a lot of uh, strength. And women, I think, tend to listen and follow instructions and are more t technique oriented than men are anyway. So uh, if, a, if a gal uh, if a gal's married to a guy that's fly fishing, the uh, best thing she can do uh, to, to have you know to take advantage of that is to go with him with it and yeah. and Dave I just wanted to thank you again for taking the time out to talk with me today and for uh, signing my daughter's print well I'm glad to do that you know that little worm and bluegill I did that just for for kids pleasure because that that's the way we sort of all start out enjoying this sport anyway with a worm for a bluegill or a cane pole anyway give her my best and bring her up here next year Will do. Thanks so much, Dave. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, visit www.robsnowwhite.com.
shared a key with my mom at a animation. Not like a That's pretty interesting. Do you have any Justin Bieber Bieber performances here? Have you had any interesting people come by so far this week? It seems like the guy looked like a little man from up. No, I did not. Would you like to see a picture? Sure. Hold the mic. Have you seen any of the other? I have. Grease truck at Rutgers University. Just tell me how the grease truck started and uh, how you guys kind of became famous, what you guys serve, and how people can find you. So I think the story started like 28 years ago or so. And uh, back then, the trucks used to uh, be in the street, right in front of the college. What's your favorite thing to order when you're eating here? You just make stuff up as you go along? Yeah, I usually order the, or I usually eat the pet food. It's got to be tough being here on a college campus. There's a lot of ladies walking around. That's great. And so I, I got to admit, I saw you guys on the Adam Richmond show. So uh, has that brought you guys a lot of business or just yeah, like schmoes like me? Adam came like a year and a half ago or so, and he was trying to uh, do the challenge, but he couldn't. And the challenge is, what is it, six? No, you have to eat 500 within 45 minutes. What Adam did was, he was able to eat like four and a half, but he couldn't make it to the last one. Is this going to upset my tummy? i got to drive back to Virginia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out. No problem, bro. Thank you. <clears throat>